Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. Today, I'm going to look at a little psychology. So are you the same person you used to be? This article is in the New Yorker magazine. It's in a recent issue, actually, October 10th, 2022. And it's a good read. It's by Joshua Rothman. I really like how he wrote this article. It's one of those articles that doesn't really give a definitive answer, but it makes you think. It makes you reflect, which I think are the best. Whether it's a documentary, an article, a TV show, if it makes me sit back and think about things and reflect on myself, that's my ideal, you know, when it comes to engaging with uh, with the arts, engaging with culture. And so I really enjoyed this article. It made me reflect. And in this podcast, I do reflect a lot on myself and how I've changed over time. And I want you to try to do the same thing because, you know, how have you changed? Are you the same person? Because that old, it's one of those historical thinking questions I brought up in previous podcasts. His, one of the questions is, you know, continuity and change. How have we, or how has history continued to be the same and how has it changed? Well, you could do the same thing with individuals. How have individuals changed in life and what's remained the same? And I think when you really reflect on yourself, you probably need to like journal about it and really try to break down like your traits, your interests, your hobbies, whatever else makes yourself right. And, you know, just kind of reflect, what am I doing that's the same? And what's different? It's kind of like one of those things when you see a friend and they say, Oh, you're the same person you used to be. Maybe, but maybe not, right? Maybe in certain ways and how we talk and how we joke around. But there's probably a lot of change that's also take place. That's also taken place. So I think uh, this article brings up the Dunedin study, which is from New Zealand. It's a 50-year-old study. I've, I'm pretty familiar with it because I, I tend to talk about it in class every once in a while, especially when we go to uh, longitudinal studies. And I bring in some of the ideas from the article and I kind of reflect on you know what's true and what's not true because longitudinal studies are really fascinating, but they do tend to have very broad general conclusions. So, you know, a famous study, which I'm kind of blanking on right now, I know there's a a popular TED talk on it, but it it basically says like, you know, if you want to live a happy life, maintain your friendships and, you know, be friendly with people and try to be open and all these, you know, obvious things. And sometimes you, you wonder like, okay, well, that's kind of obvious. Is that really going to help people? I don't know. Maybe it helps some people, but you know, the longitudinal study has its pros and cons. So that's what I'm trying to say. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Classics Podcast. It's really kind of a personality reflection. And if you like personality psychology, which I, I love, I think you'll like this episode. So thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for subscribing if you have, and please leave a review. The reviews really help. Five-star review, hopefully. So thanks for listening to the Classics Podcast. I'll see you after the music. Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. Today, I'm going to look at an article from the New Yorker magazine by, and the article, the article is by Joshua Rothman, and it's called, Are You the Same Person You Used to Be? I like this article a lot. It made me think about personality. I love personality psychology, and this, this article really went into 
the big questions, the longitudinal studies, which look at the big questions of life. And one of the big questions is, you know, are we the same person that we used to be, basically? So it's an interesting topic. It's, it's a good read. Uh, you won't leave it feeling like you know the answer, like you have a definitive answer, but it makes you think. And that's my favorite type of article, the article that really makes you think. Same with documentaries, podcasts, books. If it makes me think, I like it. Um, but maybe I'm just describing myself. I don't know. I think I'm probably describing you as well. Uh, I found myself thinking about this question a lot as I read the, the article. And it's about a 30-minute read. So it was kind of a fun experience you know, to, to ask the question, am I the same person? And I guess for myself, I feel like it's a mixed bag. I feel that I, I have certain traits that have always been there. You know, like, and I, I made a list for myself because I was, I was reflecting on it. And I, I think, you know, I've always been a hard worker. That's always been the case for myself. I've always been curious. I'm a curious person. I like to really immerse myself in subjects. That doesn't matter, you know, if I'm 30, 40, or 10. I've always been that way. I enjoy reading. I enjoy sports. I like to think about things. These are all, and I could have probably come up with a longer list. So the point is, you could probably do the same thing, right? Come up with a list of what are your continuities in life? How is the eight-year-old self or the 12 or 15-year-old self similar to the 30, 40, 50-year-old self? And I think it's kind of a fun exercise because that's the only way I could imagine answering this question, you know? Um, but I would also say for change, because you have the continuities and changes of an individual, my outlook has changed because of life, you know? I used to be more of a people pleaser. And as I get older, I think I'm just more focused on my kids, my family, my wife, my jobs, and my interests. And kind of a little bit more like, this is my world. I'm not trying to just please different people. Uh, I just kind of, you know, have just narrowed my focus, which I think a lot of adults do in their 30s and 40s. So it sort of goes along with developmental psychology. And as I was reading this article, I thought a lot about developmental psychology because that is sort of a big topic in psychology, you know, how we develop as individuals and how we change over time. So to think about the continuities was a little bit more of a challenge, but it was a fun challenge. Personally, for, when it comes to change, I like to change. I think it's natural, but I guess the big question is, does that mean my temperament has changed or that my perspective has changed? I really like how this article tried to reflect on on this and on both sides of this debate. Uh, so if you want a two-sided story, kind of like a nuanced sort of article, you'll get that in this, in this New Yorker piece. One conclusion in the article is that everyone is different. And I found this to be true when I thought about people. So some people are always changing. In a sense, that's their definition of themselves is a constantly changing individual, while others have a stronger continuity. And if you think about people in your life, you could probably see that, right? Maybe you have an uncle who's always been the same and another uncle or an aunt who's been, who changes all the time, you know, that we could always think about people like that. And that's, that's one of the article's main points, which I thought was fascinating. And it made me think about myself, my friends, people around me. Um, now an argument, and I guess the strongest argument for continuity in this piece is the Dunedin study where, and I actually have shown 
there's this really good documentary um, called Predict My Future, which is about the Dunedin study. And I've shown it to my psychology students over the years. It's fascinating. It's a 50-year-old study now, and it's in New, New Zealand. And in this in this part of the study that's emphasized in, in the New Yorker article, they focus on three-year-olds who are followed in this longitudinal study. And they were all these three-year-olds are classified into five groups, five categories. You had the well-adjusted kids, the confident kids, the reserved kids, inhibited and under controlled, which is kind of like being angry and impulsive. So the study seems to say that people change in mo most of those groups, unless you're in the inhibited or under controlled category, um, which is interesting. You know, it makes you think about things, right? And about, about individuals in general. So there seems to be some continuity there, but I don't really know because, you know, I've, I've shown this documentary, like I said, it's well known, it's a longitudinal study, but in general, I find longitudinal studies to be, while interesting, they, you never really know because they tend to focus on very broad things, very broad ideas. So you kind of end up with ideas like, I don't know, like friendships are important and, you know, family is important. Keep, you know, have good relationships with people. And it's like, okay, I get it, you know, eat healthy, have good relationships. You know, so it's it's kind of, uh, it doesn't mean it's not true, but the, the conclusions tend to be so general that uh, it's hard to sometimes take too seriously, if you know what I mean. Um, but that's just my opinion. Uh, another idea that I enjoyed reflecting on in this article is based on the idea that some people, and this was emphasized I think in the middle of the article that some people tend to engage with the world while others go against it. So again, something to reflect on, right? Do I do that? And this is uh, this is part of the research of the Dunedin study. So if you're engaging with a new job, for example, or a new school, then you might immerse yourself in clubs, make new friends, engage in positive ways. But some people do the opposite. So some people tend to reject and resist. It's kind of like the personality pattern of the individual. Again, it made me think about myself. And I wonder, you know, how you would answer that for yourself. Do you engage with a new environment or not? And how do you engage in general? You know, I've never personally, I've never been into joining clubs or um, or anything like that. I'm pretty introverted, but I don't reject things outrightly. So again, I found myself well, I found it difficult to put myself in a category when it comes to this topic. Oftentimes with these personality reflections and even personality tests like Myers-Briggs or the Big Five, I find it difficult to just place myself in one category. Uh, sometimes I can clearly say, you know, I'm introverted, for example, but it is a spectrum. No one is 100% anything. I mean, I mean, no one is even, most people are not 70% of one of these categories, whether it's... Um, extroversion, introversion, or neuroticism, or whatever the category is, right? Open Openness to experiences. We're all kind of on the spectrum. And I think that's important to think about when you're taking these tests or reflecting on personality psychology. I will say this, and this may be uh, part of my curious nature. I've always, I've always appreciated people who evolve over time in terms of their outlook on life. So I guess that's kind of one of my, you know, the bias that I bring to it. So I, I am more impressed with 
with that in an individual, the person who has changed their political views since college or who is more moderate and balanced because of life experience. I've always imagined that most people are that way, but I may be wrong, you know? I, but my point is, I like that kind of change in people. So as I was reading that, I was reflecting on, I guess that's probably something I would want for myself. You know, I have certain continuities, but I do respect and value the change that occurs. I remember one of my favorite biographies to read in college was the autobiography of Malcolm X. Uh, and that's all about his change, right? He, he starts out a certain way, uh, criminal behavior, and then he gets into kind of nationalism, and then he becomes more open-minded and universalist kind of individual. And I like that story, and I, I've always identified with that. So I, I, it's, it's funny because in, in that story, you could say I identified with the change of the individual, but I also... That's a continuity in my life that I, I like that. So that's kind of interesting. Um, I guess for myself, and I was, as I was reflecting on this, sports has always been a big thing for, for me. So like just just yesterday, I was watching uh, the New Orleans Saints, and they, and they won. And they're my favorite football team. And I get really into the Saints. I listen to, to podcasts about the Saints. I immerse myself in these insider articles about the strategies of the team and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's typical, you know, to me, it's just fun stuff, you know, when it comes to my football team. But whether they win or lose, and this is how I'm connecting it to this this piece, whether they won or lost isn't as important to me as it used to be. You know, sure, I'm rooting for them. I want them to win. And I find that to be a continuity in my life. I'm really into the Saints. But in my teens and 20s, maybe even early 30s, it was really important to me if they won or lost. Like, I would think about it all day long, and sometimes for the week if they lost. Like, how did they lose and talk to my friends about it and text with them? Uh, today, I think I just enjoy the escapism of it all, the escapism of sports. You know, so the continuity is the team, right, is the Saints in this case. But the change is how I engage with the team, with their ups and downs. It's more escapism and fun for me, less I guess less of an identity issue, I guess. I mean, that's the best thing I could sort of, that's the best way I could classify it. I'm not as identified with the success of the team. I identify with the team, but not in such a strong way. Um, and so sometimes when I see other fans, I'm like, oh yeah, I used to be that way, but that's just change that's happened in my life. So there's no right or wrong. It's just something that I've noticed about myself. You know, I imagine that's true for most people. You know, are you the same person? That's the question, right? Am I the same person I used to be? I mean, it's probably, the more I think about it and reflect on it, it's probably just a yes and no thing, depending on the issue. Uh, we have these hobbies and interests, passions even, but I think we change in how we engage and how we identify with them. At least that's what I'm coming up with, and I wonder what you think. You know, for me, having kids does that must do that to most people, I imagine. You know, having a job, responsibilities, paying the bills, uh, many things related to uh, focusing on things that I guess are outside of yourself, if you think about it. Uh, they involve the self, but they are, are also outside of yourself, less self-focused. Uh, so, you know, I think that's, that's what I identify with. So if a friend saw me today and said, you know, Shukri, you're the same guy I knew 15 years ago. You still love the Saints, you know, you're rooting for the Kings, even though they never seem to win anything, you know, they kind of bring up that sort of thing. Uh, I'd probably just laugh and say, you know, that's only part of the truth. The reality is it's much more complicated, much more related to the 
I guess, to the hierarchy of my life, you know, how I view and categorize things. Uh, my kids getting the right amount of sleep, for example, having good relationships, having good, getting good grades. That's actually way more important to me than my football team winning on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, now I would like it if all those things happen together. <laughs> but that the fact is, you know, that's not the truth. The reality is I do have a hierarchy and I do think that my guess is most people are that way. So I wonder what you think, you know, what's equivalent for you? to my saints, I guess to my saints example, or just to anything, you know, maybe you actually see more continuity with yourself. Maybe you see more change. I don't know. I guess the individual case that this article gives is probably uh, something that's true, I imagine. Um, so, you know, I think it depends on the individual. We're all a little different. And I do recommend the article. It's in the, the New Yorker. It's a good read. And if you like psychology, personality psychology, and if you like to reflect on yourself, or if you like taking personality tests, which I've always been a fan of, uh, I think you'd like this article. So thanks for listening to the Class X podcast. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.